Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And uh, regularly, you're going to see Vince Finelli on the program. Once in a while, I'm on Vince's show in the morning, usually around 8 o'clock my time, which is pretty early. And Vince is on usually once a week, and we're going to have prepper school. You don't have to qualify. You don't have to pay a fee. You just have to send me an email, Dr. Bill Deagle, D-R-Bill, D-E-A-G-L-E, at Hotmail.com. We're going to start sending out notices. I'll put it through probably constant contact, where I'll actually send you information on prepper stuff. It'll have little video clips. It'll simple things you can do. And we're going to tell stories. I like how Jesus, he was, you know, basically God incarnate, so brilliant, he actually gave parables. Everything he said was a parable. Everything is a story. And if you give a story, basically you break it down to steps that are so small, like all baby steps, that anybody not even doing the baby steps is embarrassed by the fact, because if you make the steps big enough, they can easily find an opt as to why I can't do it. I can't, and there's, the excuses are, are amazing. I'm sure when you did your meetups, and you told people, just shut off the power one night. If some, even not all the switches in your house, but do a simulation or do X, Y, Z. And sometimes the steps, because both you and I don't suffer idiots, I call it. Uh, if I have a task in front of me, even if it requires enormous effort, I just dig in and do it. But a lot of people aren't. They, they always are pushing themselves into a position where you're guaranteeing failure. Now, I was a footling breach that died at birth in eight and a half. And when I was born, like, like you know, uh, our, our, our guy on, on the movies, you know, that had a brace, you know, remember, uh, he had a foot brace and he, had to, and he couldn't walk, said, you know, Forrest is never going to walk. He's got a twisted leg. So he didn't. He ran everywhere. Well, I did until mm-hmm. I was three years old. And I sheared off the screws on my leg brace because my left leg was all twisted in because of the footling breach. And I was a runner. I was a runner right back through until 10 years ago. You know, I got so busy doing medical practice and then the show and other things that I've been doing. But I was a runner. And I can tell you, you need to learn how to run in your head first. And you got to break things down small enough that the other people that don't want to run with you can keep up. And I'm learning lessons. I realized that the mountain of wisdom is through the valley and the ocean of stupid. And I've done lots of stupid things. One is to teach other people i got to break it down small enough they can't embarrassingly not do even the simplest things because I don't want to suffer 
like you said, one of your meetups afterward, you talked to one of the guys there, and he was saying, I don't want to shoot my in-laws. I'm prepping up. I don't want to shoot my in-laws. I want mm-hmm. them to do something. I have eight neighbors here at various levels. For example, at the end of my cul-de-sac, and each of these people have got relatively expensive homes. We're in eight-home gated communities. You can't get in here. You try to get in here, you're going to die because all of us are armed. Okay? And at the end of the aisle is a is a criminal defense attorney and a DA. Okay? That's the very first home. And the next is a special force guy that's super athlete, and he's involved with major media. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, the former Air Force pilot right beside us here, we're, we're prepped up to a level, but they're not high enough yet. And they, they say, oh, the power went out. Well, you know that Deagle's got power because he's still got his lights on. Uh, it drives me nuts that my neighbors haven't even got the basic things, like even just get a solar panel and back up power to run your computers and even just cook food, even have a dehydrator and start dehydrating. So if you make a too big a meal, store some of it. Mm-hmm. And dehydrate it. You know, you got to make it so simple that nobody says, oh, it's too expensive for me and I can't do that. Or start saving a few extra cans of beans or dehydrated pasta uh, so that when all hell breaks loose, you've still got water. you got five-gallon jugs stuffed in your closet or your garage. But do something every week, right? Yeah. By the way, you, you mentioned you were breached. I was, too. And I'm wondering, seriously, I'm wondering how many of us that do what we do think as we do. I wonder if how many of us were breached. I wonder if that's a common thread. I I can tell you what I think the the neurological basis of it is. Uh, When I've asked people that are breached, one of the most common things they do is their first word was not mommy or daddy. My first word, and the first word of my wife, by the way, too, when she wasn't a breach, was no. Before a year of age, my first word was not mama or dada. It was no. In other words, they were doing something I didn't like. I was aware that it was not right. And I said no. <laughs> when so our daughter was, I, th- I have a feeling breach people basically don't like the usual thing. Hey, that's a birth yeah. you got to go ahead first. <laughs> no, sir, I'm not yeah. going ahead first. I'm not doing that. <laughs> when our daughter was uh, was very very young, I would say to her, uh, "Would you prefer water or milk?" And she'd say, "Orange juice." <laughs> so so she sounds, I guess she sounds like she's got you. She's got the uh, Ben Spinelli genetics. Yeah, you know you're, you mentioned you mentioned uh, cans of food. Uh, it'd be it'd be fun to talk about that today because I I just did some simple arithmetic. Yes. And um, first of all, I, I don't have any uh, any financial interest in anything I'm saying. Right. But I suggest that uh, for those paying attention to us today, consider going to Aldi. A L D I. It's a great. It's kind of like a warehouse. Supermarket. They have uh, fresh vegetables and produce and everything you could possibly want, and it is really fast and low cost. They have uh, uh, they've got the fewest number of employees. They're actually the only food type store that Walmart is concerned about because uh, Walmart really? can't compete. Yes, because well, Aldi can do it better, faster, cheaper, and smarter than uh, than Walmart. So. For example, if you go to an Aldi, uh, and if you want a shopping cart, you've got to have a quarter. You put a quarter in the shopping cart, and it unlocks the shopping cart from the return area. Then you take that cart around, and you use it, and everybody brings his or her cart back because they want the quarter back. So they don't have to go and pick up the carts. Condition response is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and the shopping carts don't go sailing in the wind and crashing in the car, so they don't have that liability. Uh, it, it really works very well. They don't have bags. Well, they do. You have to buy them. 
If you want bags, if, you, if you're not smart enough to bring your own bags, no, they'll sell you a bag to take your groceries home. And, or you can use the the empty boxes that um, that the products were delivered to Aldi in. There, you can you know take them. Yeah, now yeah, they don't Costco's, have a box. Costco's a little like that. What yeah, I think is going to happen because of, and this is a prediction, okay, a, a, an informational prediction for people that are entrepreneurial, that uh, Walmart was Jet.com and Amazon is this big monster and uh, what's it called, Alibaba over in China that wants to get into our market. Yeah. They're going to make the mom and pop stores develop their own what they call Supernet, where mm-hmm. a mom and pop store making, say, furniture in Missouri or West Virginia is going to get on their own Supernet and can ship from there and supply products across a wide range that's going to be able to beat and destroy these superstores like online, Walmart, etc. I think that you're going to see a resurgence of, wall, of online business uh, getting competition from the regular stores because they're going to be tens of thousands of these small businesses that are going to find that if there's somebody out there that's a computer wizard, contact me and I'll give you the template. Maybe we can work together. But we need to have that because... People need to start seeing small businesses come back. They need to also have people start prepping. Mm-hmm. I want to see, for example, did you know you can buy a small refrigerator-sized nuclear reactor that can supply enough power for, say, 50 to 100 homes? And it's the size of a refrigerator. You just bury in somebody's area, a common area, and there's no radiation, and they'll supply power for, like, 20 years, and you, and you refuel the dang thing. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. You know that that's available? My niece develop the technology to store power as compressed air. But the systems are all too big. And I've tried to convince them. I say, look, why don't you make one small enough for medium-sized or small business or even a community of, say, 100 homes or a community like this. If you had a uh, <coughs> air storage, you can store it either as hydrogen or as compressed air. You could have wind and solar. And if you generate hydrogen, you can generate hydrogen on the spot for fuel, for burning or cooking fuel. Uh, people need to realize we need to reinvent what the future is going to be. And uh, they need to not be tied to this carbon credit garbage, which the Pope and the Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 and Vision 2050 wants to get control of us. The whole issue is control. The global, satanic, druidic maniacs want control of us like lab rats in a, in a cage. And we need to realize that prepping is just one of the steps toward not letting them get control of us. Because really, yeah, preppers really- are basically saying... I see a dark future, and I don't want to go there. How's that? Yeah, and one way to control us is by uh, keeping us hungry. So right. it's pretty or, simple. Or, or misfed, you know. Uh, yeah. they're lowering, they lower the standard. I saw Dr. Dahlia's article on Genesis about the medical cabal lowering the blood pressure criteria to 130 over 80. So now 42% of all Americans, another 103 million Americans, are hypertensive. Big drug market bonanza. They just want to keep you... Stupid, drugged, poor, and with a handout for the government. Southern California, and, and there's usually a certain time of night. And lately, these dogs are acting different. The last two Christmases, last Thanksgiving, Christmas times, uh, they're not going up in the mountains like they used to. They're staying down here, and uh, 
they're starting to have a kind of like a bust on, on you know, quail birds, which that's why our drive is called Quail View Drive. And they're having a bust on eating other people's pets because the pet owners are getting wise that these coyotes think that pets are like hors d'oeuvres, especially small, small pets, small dogs and cats and so on. Now, I, our reality check is we tell people, let's start doing simple things. You have a calculation on the number of cans of food people have and how prepped they are and how long it'll last. You need basically layers of preparation. First off, you need to have a water filter so that if you can, you can already pull, if you have solar, you can pull water right out of the air. Number two, you need to have five-gallon judge. And I'm not talking about the 60-gallon great big things that are hard to sell to move. You want five gallons so you can throw them in the back of a truck or an RV, whatever, carry them around, or even give them some to people. Three, you need to have water collection systems. I have on my property, which is over an acre, a 2,500-gallon uh, rainwater collection system off my roof and a 500-gallon. Now, it's not raining as much as it should, but we're heading into a Monder Ice Age. And as we head into that, which will be fully operational by next year the cold zones are moving further south which is why we're seeing new records in northern united states and canada of cold and it's going to get a lot colder now these gear shifts are good violence you get really hot and cold days as it's moving toward into an actual monitor ice age which lasts up to 90 years if every 360 years this is like clockwork it's not my suggestion or an idea that came in my foolish head from a nightmare or taken magic mushrooms is a fact okay and the fact is it's as simple as this collect water from the rain have a backup power system to pull it even from the air but you got to have water number one number two you have to have power and i have i want more layers for example i talked to you about the idea right now i have a 20 kilowatt generator i got to drop it down from 20 to maybe five so it doesn't use my two 500 gallon tanks i want to i have some solar panels but i want enough solar array i can actually generate either solar hydrogen or solar compressed air my as I said, my niece actually had a Ph.D. in nuclear physics from MIT, from from Stanford. I think it was Stanford. Was it Stanford University? I know it was one of the big U.S. universities. By the time she was 18, and she invented a system for compressed air storage of power. And they're selling these all over the world, Russia, China, all over the place. But we need to miniaturize this. We need to decentralize power, and that means to you in a small group of homes. I think the solution to the prepper thing is to take the giant burden off and say, look, the most you'll need to invest if you have a group of 50 to 100 families is, say, 2000 bucks, And then you need to invest your skill sets, not only having them, but maintaining them and teaching to other people in the community. That's all. And we want to break it down to the point where you're applying for a job. There's, let's say there's 50 jobs from 50 families, nurses, police, military, whatever, maybe even somebody, a justice person. I'm not going to call them a lawyer. I don't like the word lawyer. We're going to have to call them something else because... The word lawyer, even though I have some lawyer friends that are good, we want to have a, we'll call them justice people. How's that? But we'll let justice people in, but not lawyers. How's that? <laughs> but the point is, yeah, I don't have, have a single have a, friend who's, who's a lawyer. <laughs> right. Well, I, I do. I have a DA, and right down the end of our call, like a DA and a, uh, and a criminal defense attorney. Now, lawyers can be good, just like Dr. Fred Grace teaches the course how to win in court. But the problem I see is we need to have people apply for a position as a prepper. And the real solution, the real issue is here, do you want to go there? Do you want to find out you're starving a month after everybody else is starved? Do you want to find out that you or your children are eaten by others because you're not defendable, you don't have any personal defense, you haven't left the big city so you're caught, 
or you're stupid enough to get on the freeway when everybody else and their dog is on the freeway and they run out of power or they have accidents and people get violent and have guns and everything. You have to understand that when things happen, including right now, we talked about this yesterday with, uh, with um, John W. Spring, is the danger of an EMP attack or a nuclear attack has been present for two years now. And, uh, and Barack Obama, who is not, N-O-T, not, not, not an American. I have this from classified sources who have pulled apart his birth certificate, which is phony, and his, uh, his social security number, which is for a Connecticut social security number from someone else dead, and he never lived there. You have to understand, this is all a scheme, and they're getting America, and I said this on the show yesterday, I want people to think of this with tongue-in-cheek. I want to have a national surrender day. I want people that really don't want to prep Start celebrating the fact that someday they're going to surrender to world government. They're going to surrender to having somebody with broken English say, get into a back and truck, get into a back and truck. Okay? With a real, you know, snappy speech. And they're from some place in rural China with some fully automatic weapon and body armor on telling you to get into the back of the truck. Okay? Now, if you don't mind that, you should celebrate National Surrender Day. Because you might as well get used to the idea that if you're not prepping, that's where we're going, and it's not going to be a generation from now. It'll be five to ten years, max. In fact, China has this policy called China 2050, 2025, where in seven years, they want to control the world. Now, it's not China controlling the world. They just have a lot of bodies and a lot of people that the New World Order can use to control us. So they want to literally kill off most of the population, replace us with cybernetic, which is humans that have been augmented with genetic or cybernetic machines that they've either implanted in their head or magnetronic helmets so they can control us and give us drugs so that we'll just be good little cyborgs. They want a cyborg underclass. They want a genetically engineered, uh, uh, cybernetically enhanced super race of ubermenches, a tiny super class that basically rule the world and travel the galaxy. That's what they want. And if you think I'm making this up, you're an idiot. I took care of people that were genetically engineered in the super force. Uh, one of them, his buddies... They put on an average of 100 pounds in weight and 6 inches in height, even in their late 20s, early 30s. And they were all dying of horrifying illnesses, peripheral neuropathy, cancer, all kinds of god-awful things, and committing suicide. So this isn't second-hand. You're hearing stuff from Dr. Deagle. You'll not hear from any other broadcaster on TV or radio anywhere. And it's sickening. And I'm not telling you the whole facts here, but I, I, I think when I say prepper school, I think people should think of prepping as applying for a a community position in a prepper survival city like the ancient uh, cities of refuge in the Bible in the book of Genesis, where judgment was coming, so God designated cities of refuge to save you from the king of Babylon, you know, Nimrod going around with his rabble to crush everybody. And then he would send in his troops to say, I'll clean up the rabble if you make me emperor, which is why he was a mighty warrior in the face of God, meaning he was really sticking it to God, saying, hey God, I'm going to be the king over this land, not you. And people don't understand that, if you're not going to prep, just get ready for National Surrender Day. I think the day before inauguration. What do you think? I think it's a, I think it's a great concept to, to teach people how bad it can and be. And wake but them really, up. Prepping, prep, prepping shouldn't yeah. be. Oh, it's so expensive. I said it should be where no. people, put, people put twenty to fifty bucks away or some cans or get into five gallon jugs. And prepping should realize number one, get out of the big cities now. I don't care if you live on the periphery. Number two. Start doing something each week, even doing a power outage ceremony or starting to dehydrate your foods and store some and having layers like store two extra cans and if you have a bigger meal, take the extra meat and not only dehydrate it, take those little tubes and drop them into liquid nitrogen carafe, which is cheap as hell. Drop it in there for 20 minutes to half an hour and no surviving bugs are going to kill you in 10 or 20 years. So just liquid nitrogen is all you need. Just drop it in a little tube, boom, 
drop it down there, pull it up, it's good to go in 20 years. But people need to realize you need to apply to survive. How's that? Apply for the position of survival. <laughs> to do between now and next week. What, what do people need to do? And you have some calculations okay. for right. calculations uh, for, for know, food sources sure. and, and other things. Sure. I think we should actually generate a document that should be like an application form for a prepper, a place of refuge. And I think what should be, we should make it so that there is no real financial barrier because if you store a little bit every week and once you reach a threshold, you're prepped, you're ready. But you've done other things. You've got five-gallon jugs. You've learned how to run off power. you got some solar. You've gotten out of the big city. In other words, a very basic checklist. You, you've got a scanner, so you can pick up the, the other things. Maybe you picked up a inexpensive, uh, uh, you know, radio set, so you can actually communicate mm-hmm. shortwave. And maybe you've done some of these other things. But step by step by step, in your application, you have now built up not just your skill set. Say, let's say you're a nurse or or a doctor, but maybe you don't have all the other skills. Even as a doctor, maybe you've never learned basic trauma life support because you're an orthopedic surgeon. Or you're a nurse, but you take care of elderly people, and you've never learned these other skill sets. And maybe you don't realize that the EMTs and the doctors and the medical system, you can assume that the police and medical system is defunct and is not going to be around to help you for major disaster strikes. It's us only, period. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, let me give you a couple examples of things that, that I've done. Okay. So within the last week, I decided that there's some people who could use some training. So I went on the Internet and uh, actually I went to eBay and I bought some new old stock or used books. Now, why am I saying, you know, you don't want to give someone a used gift. Well, tough. If that's the best that there is and the newer newer books are e-books, it doesn't make sense to me. So I ended up buying do-it-yourself plumbing books, do-it-yourself heating books, do-it-yourself wiring books, do-it-yourself gardening books, and I bought some cartridges for pistols and rifles? You mean cartridges and make your own bullet machine? You're talking about cartridges yeah, you can actually make, you have your own bullet machine or make them manually. Yeah. Make your I'm, stuff I'm your own bullets. About, yeah, I'm talking about complete. Uh, I, I call com, a complete unit, uh, projectile, powder, primer, case. I'm calling that a cartridge. Right. So I bought, I bought those kinds of things for people who I care about because I think they need them and they probably wouldn't get them themselves. So, that's what I got them. Now, I'm willing to buy a, a used book for someone because I think that the new versions aren't as good as some of the older versions. And I have a, one of our instructors is a, is a, a medical professional, and I said to him, here's, here's the same book I have. My, the pages are falling out of mine, but here's one that's in better condition. It's used. It's the best one I could find. Uh, here it is. Now, I'm willing to do that, and I think that we need to get past it has to be brand new to give it to someone. That's one right. thing. So that's right. that's what I've done. Let's talk about let's talk about the quantity of food that uh, a family might need. Let's make an assumption. Let's say there are four in the family: uh, mother, father, and two children. Right. Okay. So let's say let's say we want to do this on a budget. We can go to Aldi. We can go to Save a Lot. Or if you want to spend twice as much, you can go to the Chinese factory outlet, also known as 
Walmart or your local grocery store or supermarket. But let's say green beans, you can buy them when they're on sale for 39 cents a can. You buy them in the summer for that, okay? Maybe 49 cents. Um, then if you want GMO corn, you know, canned corn, 39 to 49 cents a can. Baked beans, 39 to 49 cents a can. So what I do is I buy cans of uh, food when they're on sale. But I don't buy one can. And I don't buy one case. I buy multiple cases. And I look for the farthest date on the cans, the farthest date that's out there. And I make sure none of the cans in the case is dented. Now, I also buy um, GMO spaghetti. Because that's the only kind you can get. Well, you might be able to get... uh, some gluten-free, but it might be GMO. Two pounds, $1.49. Now, how long will that spaghetti last? I know for a fact that if you keep it in a dry, dark area, at least five years, at least in the original package, jars of spaghetti sauce, when you buy them, you look and you make sure there are no dents or dings on the top lid. Okay, In jars, not cans, jars. They say it a different way. Jars. 99 cents. How long do they last? I know for a fact that if you have them from 2011, 2010, they're still good. If you've kept them out of the sunlight and you've kept them at uh, you know a, a, a constant temperature. I'm not talking about freezing cold. I'm not talking about really hot. Maybe 65 degrees. Right. So that I know for a fact. How long do the cans last? Well, green beans, five years, four to five years for sure. Corn, same thing. Baked beans, maybe four years. So the acidity in the food... Uh, will cause it to spoil faster. So the less acid a food is, the longer it's going to last in cans. Now, here's the, here's the calculation. So how much are we going to eat? Well, when it, let's say we have a, a, a grid-down situation or a power outage, and we want to eat those cans that we bought. Well, let's say, make it really simple. Let's say there's four in the family, and each of us, because it's cold and we're working harder than we would when we're just keyboard warriors in the summer, we're actually working now to stay alive. <laughs> keyboard warriors, you're funny. <laughs> so, you know, I call them keyboard preppers. You know what? You're going to still exist in cyberspace, but your body will be dead. How's that? <laughs> so, so we've got these 15 ounce cans. They used to be 16 ounces. Now they're they're improved. Now they're down one ounce to 15 ounces. Oh, so yeah. let's have a can of corn for breakfast. Okay. And I'm not saying that's this is what you should do, but I'm I'm just trying to give you the numbers. So we each have a can of corn for breakfast. We each have a can of baked beans for lunch, and we have a uh, can of green beans, let's say, for dinner. Well, right. that would be per person. That's three cans a day per person times four in the family is 12 cans a day. Wow. 12 cans a day. Now, let's say, um, so that's a case. It's a case a day. That's seven cases a week. Well, and they're that... 4.34 weeks. In a month, that's 30.1 cases of corn, beans, baked beans, and green beans a month. 30.1 cases. So how much does that weigh? Well, that's about 5,800 ounces. That's 361 pounds. What I'm trying to, I'm just trying to give us an example. If we just ate those three kinds of cans of food, that's 361 pounds in a month. Now, you're going to have to stay home longer than a month because there's still going to be some remnants uh, running around uh, scavenging and uh, yeah. taking anything they can get. So you want to stay you want to stay out of sight for a couple months. Yeah, yeah well, firstly, 90% of the people are going to die in the first six months or dead in the first two months. 
And that's because yep. they've been able to scavenge from other people or even eat other people. Mm-hmm. And then finally, yeah, by the six months, that, but the, I have this from FEMA and from the government. They have no intentions of coming out of their military lairs until the six-month mark. Did you know that? They're not going to come out to help you or do anything to stabilize the situation. They have absolutely no intention of coming out until six months when anybody who's going to die is already dead. My son and I were having a discussion about this, and I said to him, to him, and this was this was a couple of years ago, I guess. I said, look, uh, when when this all goes bad, um, the police are going to go home. They're not going to help anybody. Oh no, of course. He said, no, 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 no. Yeah, he said, right. Dad, you got it all wrong. He said, you got it all wrong. The police are going to be in business for themselves. They're going to go around and take whatever they want. Of course they will. It'll and be they're carte gonna, they'll, be, they'll be part of the scavengers. Yes. You were involved, by the way, you were involved with uh, uh, with the Doomsday Preppers. And one of the last shows that I was, I couldn't believe it. I actually almost had a, an informational cardiac arrest. I looked at it, and I couldn't believe that actually one of the last shows they actually had preppers their plan wasn't to store or save anything or get equipment. It was to know where all the prepper houses were so they can go with armed attacks and take right. the stuff from preppers. Now, that's a bad idea because most preppers are not only have perimeter control, they get fancy weapons. Now, what I want people to understand this. If you get a membership, one of the things you're going to get is a benefit of getting our membership over at uh, Wellness Conditions. I have a Wellness Condition area there that's all in prepper weapons. And I'm upgrading it. Some of those things have been there for years. In fact... I'm also going to get suppliers that actually can build these for you if you can't build them yourself, such as an air compression ball bearing accelerator weapon, an EMP weapon, a hydro, hyper, what's called a, a hypersound uh, infrasound weapon that generates sound at such high decibels that you can't hear it because the frequencies are so low. It'll liquefy your liver and make you seizure, but you can't hear it. How's that? So you got to understand here, people. I am serious about surviving, and if you are too, don't celebrate National Surrender Day. Just sign up and say, hey, I want to survive. I want to live beyond a month or two months. I want to live into whatever's going to happen after this. questions to ask you, Vincent. These are probably not ones you would typically ask in a preparatory school. Uh, first question is, do you think there's going to be a human race on Earth, say, 50 or 100 years from now? I've done some reading that the answer is no. Uh, that's actually incorrect, and I'll tell you why. What Jesus said in his actual gospel, which is the eternal gospel, we talked about this with Dr. Bob Teal, with Johnson uh, uh, Gray that's from New Zealand, is that the marriage supper of the Lamb, as Jesus said, when I return, you shall be as I am. And what he's saying is that you're not either quantitatively or qualitatively different than the incarnation of God in the flesh. So he's saying, I'm coming back for a bride. He's coming back for not an individual, but a family that will become married to God and become deified and become eternal beings. They'll be also temporal beings. In other words, they'll be both temporal, so that maybe a thousand or ten thousand years are going to die or even in 20 years, whatever, from a traumatic event, but they're going to go from life into life. 
So in other words, it's the end of the secular age where human beings will not be fused with God. Therefore, the marriage supper of the Lamb is the new Jerusalem, which is God coming down and fusing eternality with temporality. Because we aren't going to survive the technology of artificial intelligence, cyborgs, and advanced cultures from other worlds unless there's a transformation of us collectively as a new spiritual type of trans-dimensional being that transcends the artificial intelligence of the matrix. We're not going to survive it. No amount of preparing will survive that. So what I'm trying to tell you is the spiritual transformation of mankind, it shouldn't be called prepper school, it should be called bride school. We're getting ready to be the bride. And a portion of humanity that's going to be prepared just like in the Old Testament, the places of refuge, God is going to send a message just like he said to the congregation in Jerusalem that were believers. Most of them were Jews, whether they're Greek Jews or whatever, they were Jews. They were told, get the hands to Petra. So they went to Petra, and when when, when the Roman emperor sent his uh, uh, sent in all his armies, they had 1.4 to 1.5 million Jews and other so-called early Christians that were literally crucified in the, hall, in the mountains of Judea. Crucified. So people need to understand that crucifixion is not for the good guys, the ones that ultimately hear. We're talking about the Bereans and the sons of Issachar that understand these things. It's for the people that won't prep. They're going to be like the sheep coming around the side of a curved building, and they can hear the uh-uh sounds as they just all of a sudden get a hook put in them, turn upside down, or get beheaded and then gut it. Okay, like an animal in an abattoir. People don't understand that it says in the Bible that there will be how many of us will be beheaded at the time of the end. If you look at the Christians in Syria, where my home family comes from, Syria and Lebanon, they're already being beheaded, okay? The Holocaust has already started right now around the world, the third jihad or the third wall. We talk about this with Jonathan Gray. So, yeah, the human race will survive, but I can tell you the end of the secular age is probably within a decade or less or two decades or less. It's real soon. It's not decades away. It's not a century away. It's real soon. It's within our lifetime. So the end of the secular ages, and you have to look at people like Mitch McConnell. He was trying to put a pin in uh, Judge Moore's campaign, even if he loses the seat and destroys the agenda of Donald Trump, which very may well happen if they lose another senator. He doesn't care if America doesn't have missile defense against North Korea or Iran. He doesn't care if we have open borders, just like uh, Hillary Clinton. And look at, at, at Sessions. He's obviously compromised. When Donald Trump comes back today... If Mr. Sessions hasn't done his freaking job as the appointing an independent counsel when the, the senators involved in the committee have sent letters three and a half months ago, this is why when I hear all these disgusting, self-centered Christians that think I'm once saved, always saved, are you ready to be the bride, which means to have a human race on the earth that are godly, that has extended lifespan like Adam and Eve were promised in the garden? Are you ready to see the fusion of eternality and temporality? Are you ready for a transformation where our intelligence increases astronomically and our ability to manage disease and aging in, in a stable world that's ecologically where uh, we are a, an event to prevent an extinction level event to most of the life forms on earth with a astronomical event like an asteroid striking us or which we can stop because Apophis is coming in 12 years did you know that? And Apophis is three times the size of the asteroid and there was an asteroid at the start of the dinosaur age and at the end of the dinosaur age do people know that? No you don't know that in 12 years an asteroid three times the size of the one that wiped out the dinosaur 65 million years ago is headed here with a 1% chance of striking Earth or its debris field. Did you know that? Three times the size. So the only way we're going to survive is where there's a transformation of mankind. We're not going to survive, and we have to, to tie the spirituality to it. It's 
not prepper school. You're not prepping so you can just survive on earth in a, in a vicious place. It's just hell on earth. We're literally going to survive in a glorified world where God is master and he gives us technologies to have human life extended. And there's no more evil, no more corrupt politicians like Mitch McConnell, no more pedophilia, no more Satanism like Hillary Clinton who just thinks that she's, how dare they try to charge me and put me into jail? I'm on a book tour. I mean, the reason why people aren't prepping is they don't have their eyes correctly focused, firstly on God, and the idea of prepping is so mankind has, like, I have a limited lifespan, but I want my children, grandchildren, and descendants to live in a world where it's stable for you and your grandchildren, to live in a godly world where they have extended lifespan, and we don't have a, uh, I call a, uh, a famine of the word. And the word isn't just the Bible, it's us that are wise. That's why I bring wise people on like you, and Lowell Ponte, and John W. Spring, and other great people that are wise. Becoming wise, asking God questions in prayer and intellect, because you're two witnesses, your intellect and your prayer life, and then realizing we're not going to survive just with cans of beans or prepping up in our own home, even if we're a millionaire and buy a giant property. We're going to prep because we're first spiritually in one with God, which is why our communities will survive. We won't kill each other. But number two, we apply to have a surviving community because we're preparing to be the bride in a world where the rest of the world and these cities that are vile are going to be extinguished. They're going to be in most of America at the rate we're going will become a nuclear ashtray, won't it? You know, it's, it's interesting you're saying this because I've asked every one of uh, the instructors who's on the air with me, uh, the only one I haven't asked yet, yet is you, um, do you believe in um, uh, spirituality? And do you think that there's a higher power, uh, a God, for example? And every single one of the instructors has said yes. Yes. Yeah, but they have to have a clear idea what that is. You see, I'm, see a lot of people, like when I talked to Pastor Butch last night, he said, I'm not called as a prophet. But I want people to know that I am. I'm called not just as Dr. Deagle, MD, Dr. Deagle, nuclear expert, Dr. Deagle, medical legal expert, Dr. Deagle, broadcaster, scientist. Is Dr. Deagle the witness of Ephraim, the witness to Ephraimerica, a witness that's a blood descendant of Moshe to tell you the truth at the time of the end until every last one of my mitochondria who gives off the last oxygen molecule and I cease to exist in the physical plane hopefully at a time where I can transition truth to the people so that our descendants can live in a peaceful world where God is prescient, there's no evil at all, and that no one has to tell, as it says in the Bible in the book of Revelation, their brother to know the Most High God. Because if you don't know God, and you don't have a personal relationship, and you don't have a common uh, goal, none of these communities, I saw some of them on TV, they had, what do they call them, Apocalypse Island or other, other shows they had on television, Survivors, whatever, these were obscene, and they're there to convince people, don't even try to think about surviving because it's stupid. And, and, you know, the strongest wins. You know, it's not the strongest wins. We need to have it so anybody, everybody wins. A little child that's trying to survive a post-apocalyptic world. Because believe me, nuclear warfare is survivable. The world is survivable long after our cities are gone. The world is survivable after these governments, the people like Mitch McConnell and corrupt people like Hillary Clinton are gone. And they will be gone. They're not going to be here in the future. The, the promise that God gives us says the day of Yom Kippur, which is in the Bible, which is basically similar to the day of Peshaw, Passover, where God sends a death angel. He's not coming for the good people to rapture them. He's coming for the bad people to get rid of them and to fry them forever and destroy them. They're not going to get a nice place. They don't even go to a place to play with Sammy Davis Jr. and Flip Wilson in hell. No, they don't get to play you know, golf or, <laughs> or sing and dance or drinks down in hell. No. They get annihilated. That's their goal. 
the people don't know that. In fact, even when you go in the crypt at Skull and Bones, you have to kiss the goddess of new that you know you're going to be annihilated, but you're going to get power on earth. That's why do what thou wilt is the whole of the law by these monsters. People like Hillary Clinton, she knows what her end is. She just wants power on earth. So she's mad as hell that she doesn't have it. She wants to be glorified as the president of the most powerful nation because she's going to walk us down the road until America surrenders to a world government. People need to know it's a spiritual answer. So you're not a prepper. You're prepping for the bride. And if you don't have a spiritual oneness, you can't apply to prepper school. Forget it. If you're not a born-again, believing Christian that want to save your brother as well as your own skin, your brother is yourself, you don't qualify to get into school or to be in a prepper community. You're not going to live past a few months. Just get used to the fact that you're soon going to be dead even after your cans run out, your ammo runs out, and you've killed all your friends and relatives and try to get your stuff. You're not going to make it. What do you think? Is that a hard message? Well, and you've eaten your friends and neighbors. You've eaten them, you know? And when your friends and neighbors run out and all your pets and you've eaten the bark off all the trees in your yard, you're going to bite it. So you need to face the music. Dr. Diggle will give you an answer, but it's hard and you have to start today to bring your spirit to God and then you can start talking about practice. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best, complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. 